Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beneath Vancouver Radio. Hopefully, you're having a wonderful day. This is episode 40. We've crossed a milestone 40 episodes in. That is crazy to think. Thank you again to everyone who's tuned in, whether you're a new listener for the first time or you've been listening since episode one, which if you have, you're a trooper because episode one was released quite some time ago. So I appreciate your support either other either way. Um, I'd like to give a shout out as well at the beginning of this episode to the sponsor uh, of today's episode, and, and that's going to be Frontrunners. Um, obviously, with the holidays coming up, I like to support local businesses as much as I can, and Frontrunners is a local streetwear brand based out of here out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Shout out to Josh. If you want to get a discount um, for your next purchase, whether it be for yourself or your, for your friends or family for the holidays for gifts, you can use discount code Aaron15 to save. 15% off your next purchase. Once again, that's Aaron15. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our first guest, um, or our, not our first guest, I should say, our guest for today's episode for episode 40, and that's Kevin Cam. Kevin, how are you doing, man? Good, good. That's an honor. Thank you for having me. Uh, been a follower since day one. I've been, have listened to a couple episodes before, but um, it's absolutely an honor, and I'm super proud of what you're doing, and this is, this is awesome, man. So congratulations on episode 40, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. I know um, just to give some context for, for the listeners who, who don't know either myself or Kevin, Kevin and I actually went to the same university and we were part of the same kind of social club on campus at UBC for full wall. We knew oh, each four, other since four, second five, year. Yeah, we, we, oh, we, dude, we knew each other. A creative writing. <laughs> Maybe even since high school through, through some... Some, some mutual friends. Mutual yeah, friends, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, Kevin and I kind of... I guess you could say we became a little bit closer when we both became part of that uh, out of that club. And uh, yeah, I've known each other for the last almost past four years, if not more, more, more than that. Um, but um, yeah, so Kevin, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself, let you kind of uh, tell the people what you do, who you are. But um, yeah, who are you today, Kevin? Yeah, so uh, my name's Kevin. Um, uh, I guess my official title or career title is I'm a realtor, but uh, there's so much more that goes behind that, mm -hmm. and I guess I'll be explaining that a little bit today. But um, essentially, I am a realtor. I help people buy and sell real estate. So if you guys are ever interested, maybe hit me up on Instagram or something. But um, in second year, how I got into this career was that I met someone who uh, I considered to be a very close mentor of mine. Um, and he originally, I was going into the field of investment banking. I was very, very heavily involved in finance, and um, I was actually at a wealth management internship and. When I was there, I really didn't enjoy the desk life. I didn't enjoy just being behind a computer on uh, Excel all day. And so I was trying to branch out, reach out to people who may be in fields that were more, I would say, entrepreneurial. Um, and I met a mentor who really took me under his way and convinced me to get my real estate trading license. And then we actually started a couple teams or companies together, uh, one of which is called Optimum Marketing Group, OMG. Um, so if you guys are mm -hmm. followers of mine, OMG, we do a lot of pre-sales. We help uh, local and larger developers market uh, their pre-sales. And what that kind of means is when you buy real estate, uh, sometimes it's not built yet, um, especially when the ones that are high rises or low rises or townhomes. Um, and those need a little bit of marketing that goes behind it, right? Because if you can't see what you're buying in real estate, then like 99% of the time, you're not going to buy it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But with Optima Marketing Group, we help them. You know, set up a presentation center, do the brochures, do social media marketing and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that that's kind of what I'm working on, and and that's the branch off of my my realty or real estate license. 
Right. So l- l- let's backtrack a little bit. Obviously, um, you know, I-, I know your your career path, and as you mentioned, start off in kind of the finance industry and transitioned a little bit, or not a little bit. You transitioned to to obviously real estate. Yeah, now, absolutely. what what was that kind of like for you? Especially, I think, you know, studying mostly finance related courses at UBC. Am I right? Yeah, it was. You know, the switch was very daunting at first. Um, I felt like even though I had really enjoyed my time studying finance and, you know, I loved, you know, I still do trade stocks here and there and I still mm-hmm. follow the financial markets really closely. Um, it was a very daunting experience to completely do a 180 and switch into something that was, you know, very high risk entrepreneurial. And, you know, my, my paycheck is high, very much commission based. And so right. um, I would say that, you know, when I, when I did make the switch, it was a lot of faith in my mentor. Um, he had given me, you know, a lot of reassurances that, you know, if I, if I was to stick with him, I would be his right-hand person. And he had the successes already that, you know, I was hoping to achieve in my career. And so um, I saw an opportunity that, you know, a lot of people don't, don't get to have. A lot of people, you know, end up working in corporate life. And then, and then that's not, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but they, they work in corporate life and then they try to climb the corporate ladder. And, you know, when I was experiencing that in my internship, it, I just felt like that wasn't for me. Um, and so I, I took a huge leap of faith in my mentor, um, and it, it's paid off um, immensely. I, I really do enjoy what I do. I love, I love real estate. I love being a realtor, and you know, I love the sales aspect as well. Like I love getting to interact with people and going to homes and showing them homes, or or bringing my clients to buyers tours and stuff like that. You know, it, it was definitely a huge transition going into uh, something that was more desk heavy and and Excel heavy and, and numbers based to something that was a lot more sales sales focus Mm -hmm. yeah and i think as well like the obviously again i know you personally uh, and you the kind of charisma and the personality and the person that you are like when you're chatting with people like you know i think you're the kind of person that you know would go up to like sell me this pen kevin like i'd buy the pen (laughs) and probably the entire the the entire stock of pens available right it's just that's just the kind of person that you are so i think definitely switching to a more know people person role or, or or yeah more more yeah sales oriented kind of position i think what benefits you and, and you know that's something that that works out for you in, in the end um you talk a lot about mentorship um or or obviously uh, was a big aspect for you in, in terms of that switch and and for me mentorship as well i think is something that's super important uh you know i, I still to this day have mentors within kind of the different areas that i'm interested in and you know seeking the network and, and everything like that i think is allowed me to even be in this position and has allowed me to, you know, get to 40 episodes on this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Cause I got to yeah. find the guests and guests that I think really um, I want to have on the show and that, you know, push the the BV brand in the right direction and highlight it in a good light. So what, what's kind of mentorship been for you besides obviously that one mentor that, that you mentioned at the beginning, how is, how, how has that experience been for you? Would you give any piece of advice to someone who maybe is looking for a mentor, not necessarily just in real estate, but just, mentorship in general yeah yeah so my biggest piece of advice when it comes to mentorship was something that i heard uh when i was around maybe grade four grade five i was was Mm -hmm. hanging out at my best friend's house and um at the time obviously when you're grade four and grade five you're not thinking about this kind of stuff yeah i I definitely was (laughs) yeah i I definitely wasn't either but you know the uh, my best friend's dad he came up to me and he was just talking to me and he's like oh what do you want to do like uh and it was obviously a very awkward conversation, but he was also a very charismatic person. So I felt comfortable sharing with him and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I think business is what I want to do. Like, and he, he was in business and he said, you know, if you want to be in business or if you want to do anything in life, you have to find someone, you know, who you 
want to become and you want to learn from them and you want to stick with them as much as you can, right? Hang around the people that you want to become, right? If you, if right. The, the quote that really stuck to me that he said to me was, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And mm-hmm. so that kind of really stuck to me. And to this day, I remember that conversation very, very clearly. And, and I, and throughout university, I was always looking for that mentor, you know, I, who do I want to become? Like, what do I want to be doing in my life? And obviously money is a huge, a huge part of your career, but for me, it was more of, okay, so what is the lifestyle that I get to live and what, who do I want to ultimately become and shape my life towards? And so when I, when I was looking for mentors, I was looking for, for career paths. I was trying to find someone who, you know, had a bit of a family life at home, who, you know, right. who was spending time with his kids and, and someone who was also very, very successful in doing something that he enjoyed doing. And you could see that he genuinely enjoyed, you know, what he did and he, he put in the hours and he, he, he had his successes. And um, I would say that finding a mentor is so important, right? Because that person has gone through what you're going through or what I'm going through. And that person has seen the light at the end of the tunnel or, or is closer to the end, I would say. Um, and to, to have someone be able to guide you through that um, first step or, or second step or, or halfway through your journey is, is so important because, you know, you can, you can do everything that you want and, and make so many mistakes. But if you have someone who's, who's, who's made those mistakes already, who can kind of push you onto the right path right away, that's that's what you really need. That's what I feel I I really needed, and so um, advice is definitely try to find mentors in fields that you're interested in. Maybe not even maybe even mentors that you're not or in fields that are, you're not interested in. Right. Um, just having someone able to be give you some good advice is is so important. Yeah. No. You 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 nailed it um, exactly. And I think as well some something that you you brought up was that quote that you had mentioned, like you're the average of the five people that you spend your most time with. And I, I think for me, particularly, that was really something that I resonated with, you know, uh, you know, my background and kind of what I studied and obviously doing something different than what I studied yeah, uh, yeah. in university. And for listeners of the podcast, especially long ones, they know that as well. I mentioned it a handful of times, you know, studying one thing, but doing, you know, a, a career in a, in a completely different area. And for me, it was you know, how, how can I learn from different people? Where do I find these individuals, right? Whether it be, you know, the, the usual like LinkedIn or, or even at clubs at universities and stuff like that, or just, you know, DMs or whatever the case may be. I think for me, the, the way that I managed to grow and obviously I'm still learning and still growing, but to get to the place that I'm at today was surrounding myself with these people and, and, you know, not necessarily spending every single living moment with them, but knowing that these people had in one way, something that, you know, I wanted to learn, as you mentioned, or that I wanted to pick their brain uh, in whether it's, you know, a specific skill or an experience, um, you know, whatever the case may be, it's, it's so important. And I think for, you know, the younger, younger generation, you know, people who are just entering university, or even, you know, going into their third or fourth year in university, even, I think the most difficult aspect of that is really stepping out of your comfort zone. And, you know, for for a bunch of people you know you've probably heard of yes theory and mm-hmm. you know seek this the discomfort and everything and it's, you know it's kind of like this cheesy quote now but I, I really believe in that because it was my you know discomfort and my kind of going into these areas of the unknown and yeah, taking this sure. leap of faith and same with you in terms of switching from finance to real estate that allowed me to to grow right and, and develop and really be able to do something that i that i enjoyed so um, that's again, something that I'm, uh, that I'm always grateful for. And I think something that sometimes is obviously a lot easier said than done, but once you've established that it's, uh, 
think you just kind of do a domino effect and, and it's for sure well i mean i think that you know when you take a huge leap of faith it's obviously very scary at first but that's with starting kind of anything in life right mm-hmm. like if you don't fail at first if you don't take that first step you'll never get good at what you want to be good at so that's that's with sports you know that's with, with right with um, athletics going going to the gym and stuff if you don't just start if you don't just take that first step and go then you'll never get to your goals right and so mm-hmm. taking that leap of faith is very important and having that mentor to guide you on that leap of faith is extra important which is i think something that both of us have, have kind of realized and yeah, right. spending time with people you want to become is, is really, really important as well. Yeah. Let's kind of switch into, you know, the, the, the usual question and um, you know, especially with the episodes that are going around this time of, you know, the year and this time of what's going on in the world, you, you and I both graduated, uh, you know, class of class of 2020. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we still get a ceremony. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, that's a different story. Um, you know, amongst a, amidst a pandemic, and you know, not just being. I think it's already scary enough. You know, being a recent grad and you know going into quote unquote the real world and you know living in an adult life. What was that kind of jump for you? Obviously, you 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 already had your mentor and you had an established relationship and you know had done some work there but what was that kind of jump from you know school to 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 the graduation life yeah so the transition from you know school to to work because i i i started working the moment i got out of school once i graduated in april i started in may and so there wasn't mm-hmm. that much of a downtime and so the transition was quite quite instant um i would say that you know there's there's always people who are like oh i would prefer working instead of going to school because uh, I can just leave my work at work, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's not something that um, a real estate agent gets to do, and it's not something that anyone should be doing if if you guys are actually passionate about what you do and, and want to make a career out of it, right? If you, if right. you are actually motivated um, for in sciences and want to become a doctor, then you'd be studying after work or or stuff like that, right? Yeah. So for me, the transition was very, very instant, and I felt like you know, I didn't have that much downtime and I was spending a lot of time the moment I got even more time at work than I was at school. Um, and so I would say the transition was definitely tough. There's definitely not very much um, leeway. And, and because I'm always servicing clients and clients are, you know, when in, in the real estate world, clients are only free when they're off work, right? And so that means when I'm working during the day and then I'm, I'm technically supposed to be off work, those are the times when people have actually, or those are the, yeah, those are the times that People actually have time to look at real estate, to talk to you about what their goals are in real estate or, or whether they want to buy a property or not and doing showings in night, at night and stuff like that. Um, that. That transition was really tough for me because I felt like, you know, when I was at school, yeah, I'd be studying at night a little bit, but then I'd always have time to chill. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a grade. But now, you know, transitioning into the real world, I'm dealing with people's money, right? I'm dealing with people's livelihoods. They're, they're the place mm-hmm. they stay and they place them. So there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure instantly and it, it forced me to grow up really, really quickly. Um, but um, it's an experience that I wouldn't trade in as well. Like this, this transition, uh, this last, what, eight months uh, have been, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Right. Now you think about <laughs> last eight months since we graduated, that's crazy more than half a year ago, but um, yeah. Yeah, the last eight months have been very, very pivotal in my life. And for many, many different reasons, personal reasons, professional reasons, whatever it may be. Um, I felt like, I had grow, I've grown a lot since, um, since I graduated and, and I hope to continue growing for sure. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And I think as well, like the, the ability of, you know, 
being able to do that so quickly and, you know, jumping from, as you mentioned, school and it's a completely different environment and kind of just getting thrown into, you know, that saying get thrown into the wolves and just kind of being able to learn and, and, and kind of scrap your way through it, whether it be, as you mentioned, dealing with, you know, people's homes or actually chatting with them, showing homes and all these different aspects that come into your day-to-day life when it, with your job, I think it's not something that, you know, not everyone can do. Right. And I think it again, shows the testament of, of your character and like the, the passion that you have for, for, for the job. Well, I mean, not just me too, right. Cause I feel like everyone who we graduated with uh, Aaron ha- has kind of gone through that uh, one mm-hmm. way or another. Maybe some people started their jo- uh, jobs a little bit later than others, but um, ultimately I feel like that transition from school into work life is so much more different than I guess any of us anticipated. Maybe that due yeah. to COVID as well. Um, but I just felt like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you can just, when you work, it's so chill. You can go out for dinner after and stuff like that. And that, that's, <laughs> none of that's happened, right? Especially yeah. given the climate that we're in now. But um, yeah, I just I just feel even busier than than when I was in school. And so those people who think that oh, school is so awful and stuff, like I miss school. I definitely do miss I school. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I I do wish that you know I I not that I I treasure like I, I treasure the time I had in school and I I've had a lot of great experiences, but I wish I had more great experiences. I wish I went out more. And so. Things, things like that, um, yeah. That, that's, that's what made the transition so tough. And, and yeah. Yeah. No, I, I echo that. I think for me, you know, just speaking personally, what I miss the most, and again, this might be amplified more since, again, we're we're living in in right now uh, in a pandemic, and it's obviously harder, if not right now, at least at the time of this recording. Actually, the 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 social gathering ban just got extended here in BC for another month. So oh, Merry um, Christmas. Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Exactly. Happy New Year. Um, what I miss the most uh, from school is definitely the social aspect, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think sure. that was even more amplified in my, in, in, at least for my final year, where it was, you know, the case of, you know, the senioritis, we're just like, oh, okay, yeah, graduating soon and stuff like that. And, you know, going to school was more of the seeing the people and seeing the friends and it just, mm-hmm. you know, becomes a, a, a routine for you. Right. For me again, I did you, five years as well. Right. Yeah. We both yeah, did five yeah, years. We both did five years. So like five years of the, you know, the same routine school in one capacity or another to, to not having that at all. And, it, and again, I think it was a little bit more dramatic because of COVID and the, the measures that had to be in place for that. But yeah, for me, it's like definitely the, the social aspect. And yeah, I think, uh, echo, echoing again further what you said I really enjoyed the experiences that I had the, the people that I met but um, yeah the people that say like oh, I want to graduate I want to graduate I'm like you, yeah. you got to treasure it yeah, as much as you can right with, yeah, with, with, quick. Yeah, well with school the way I see it now reflecting back it's you know the degree is nice the job afterwards is great right but it really is the journey that matters mm-hmm. um, you know going through those hard you know exams and, and having to study like all, uh, all night, overnight, whatever it may be, and you know it sucks at the time, but you know that those experiences really kind of shape how hard you're going to end up working, and and you know outside of just the studying, like you got to you get to spend time with friends like every single day in class, and like afterwards you're really only going to class like three or four hours a day, and then after you feel free for the rest of the day to do whatever you want. And for those people who are like, oh, I'm always studying and stuff, like you can't be studying another four or six hours a day after school yeah. right? like don't don't lie to yourself right we're all we're all in school it was it was a good time um and so yeah definitely amplified that now that we can't even see our friends due to covid but yeah then treasure school while it lasts yeah 
no, a hundred percent. Speaking about COVID, and I know we were chatting about it a little bit um, before we started recording, and you had brought up um, a relatively big achievement slash record breaking thing in the real estate market here in uh, just this past month in November. Do you want to maybe just talk about that a little bit um, and share your thoughts about kind of what what that is? Sure. Yeah. So I guess we'll dive a little bit more into the uh, nitty gritty of real estate. Um, so the stat I shared with Aaron before we started recording was that in November, we had the most, uh, hi- the highest transactions in November in the last 10 years. So that means that this November has surpassed all the Novembers in the past uh, what do, in transaction volume. Um, and so that may be due to a multiple reasons. But the main reason I would say is because of COVID, uh, the Canadian government has decided to lower interest rates to an all-time low. And so we've never seen... Mm-hmm. Uh, so what that means in Lehman's terms is that you know borrowing money is the cheapest it's ever been for the consumer. And so right. if you were to go buy real estate today, uh, you'd be getting a mortgage rate of under 2%, maybe even under 1%. I've been seeing reports on at HSBC that doing they're doing loans of under 1%, which is wow. absolutely unheard of, right? So that that's kind of the climate that we're living in now. And, and Vancouver has always been a really, really strong real estate market, right? We, we have... Uh, people from all over the world wanting to move here, and especially with how well we're doing with COVID and our, our government is a lot more stable than the U.S. and stuff like that. Um, Vancouver's always been a very desirable place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're seeing in the real estate market now is that, well, our borders are closed, but we have super low interest rates. So all our locals are trying to take advantage. Um, right. All the local people is like, OK, we've seen a dip in the market in the last three years from 2017 till now. Uh, we've seen prices lower by 10, 15 percent, whatever it may be. When is the best time to jump into the market? Now it is, right? Now, now you've been saving up all this money in the last 10 years, wanting to buy a place for your kid or wanting to upsize or whatever it may be. Now money's really cheap to borrow and you lock it in for the next five years. What better time than now, right? And so, I mean, November was by far the most stressful month that I've ever had in my <laughs> life, like in my life, like not even kidding. Oh, no. Um, but we, we were closing deals left and right. Um, our team was doing really, really well this uh, this November, and and it's, it was the same with everyone else that I talked to who's involved in real estate. Um, and and there's more reasons than just the interest rate, obviously. But I would say that you know you don't really in, in this in this in the winter months you definitely see a way lower transaction volume just because it's starting to get cold. People are going back to work. They're not willing to show their homes because it's getting wet outside and stuff like that. But yeah. to see the best November we've had in ten. 10 years during a pandemic is, 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 is quite the sight to see. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And yeah, again, like I'm sure we have our, our, our real estate lovers. And I think as well, just being able to, to share that, whether, you know, you're involved in real estate, not involved in real estate, I think it's just important to, to know, right. Even as kind of not necessarily common knowledge, but just like as a fact and understanding, you know, how everything is kind of intertwined and, and, you know, real estate, at one point or another is going to be an aspect of, of people's lives, right? You, mm-hmm. you got to buy a house, you're going to rent a house and, and all these different things um, come into play, whether, you know, you're a young adult or, you know, as you said, get, going into uh, raising a family. So it's always nice to to be able to share that kind of piece of information, even though, again, this this podcast has a little bit of a younger demographic. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's nice to be able to to have that uh, information out there for for our listeners so i appreciate appreciate you sharing and yeah hopefully december you know is a little bit slower but at the same time hopefully it still picks up and you get uh yeah, yeah i mean some more work 
Yeah, well, in December, it's definitely going to be slower because uh, restrictions got extended again. And, and then people are definitely kind of bunkering in for the holidays and, and spending more time with their family and not wanting people to come rummage into their house to see if they want to buy it or not. Um, right. December is typically a very slow month. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of just, just to kind of tag on top of real estate, I know the demographics are a little bit younger, younger, but I just want to mention how, you know, a mortgage might be a really scary idea or a loan, mm -hmm. right? And, and don't get me wrong, like credit card debt is awful, right? Don't <laughs> don't have that type of debt. But a mortgage yeah. is actually a very good type of debt or loan to have because essentially what a how a mortgage works is that when you when you buy a property, you really only have to pay what twenty five percent to thirty percent of the property's actual price, and then the rest of the rest of it the bank will loan you. So when when you when the bank loans you that money, you're essentially instead of paying rent to a landlord, you're paying rent to the bank. Mm -hmm. But that rent, you're all you're gonna get all of it back when you sell the place, right? So right. that's why I think that a lot of people have misconceptions about real estate. It's so expensive. I have to pay five hundred grand, but in, in actuality, a five hundred thousand dollar apartment, you maybe really only have to pay, you know, one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then you pay rent for it. But when you pay rent, it's going to the bank, and you get it back when you sell it, right? And so, you know, real estate. If you guys are interested, I obviously I'd love to talk to you about it. But yeah, you know, it, it don't don't think that a mortgage is a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing to have because you end up just paying yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, and and I think for sure is you know something that I wish even uh, uh, you know I'm not looking to necessarily buy a place tomorrow or anything of the sorts, but it just having that that knowledge I think is is important and mm -hmm. something that I wish that was even taught or even kind of explained or somewhere or another kind of mentioned. You know, growing up as you mentioned, it's kind of this like stigma of, or like not in stigma, but like kind of negative connotation of, you know, like, oh my gosh, like mortgage. mortgage. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, if for anyone who's listening, um, please, you know, reach out to Kevin. Um, he, he knows what he's talking about. And <laughs> I hope, he's I a, hope. A, good, a good person to chat about that. If, if you're interested in learning more about, you know, just how to, you know, get into real estate, know a little bit more about real estate and everything along those lines. So um, I'm going to kind of ask you a little bit of a curveball here. Um, at least I think it's a curveball. You, you, you probably knock it out of the park. But um, what, what exactly would you say, you know, again, you mentioned a little bit earlier off the record how your hours are not necessarily set in stone and, you know, you've got a lot of things going on at once. But what would you say that you enjoy the most about your job? Yeah, so definitely don't enjoy the paperwork that goes behind the <laughs> Um And there's a lot of it, right? Because there's a lot of legal implications of transfer right, ownership right. of property and stuff like that. And so a lot of paperwork. But the best part of my job is honestly talking to my clients, understanding what they what they like. And I love doing showings. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, and the showings, is, there's a lot of selling involved. Obviously, when you pick them up, you go into the elevator. It's kind of awkward if you're not talking, but I try to yeah. talk to my clients, right? And so... I, I really do love doing showings. I meet them. I bring them through the home, um, tell them a little bit about the home, ask them what they're looking for, see if they're actually uh, represented by an agent. If not, oh, maybe I can be your agent. I can help you do a search. And then, and then, and then you know, expanding my network that way. Um, mm -hmm. I've met a lot of really cool people, a lot of wealthy people uh, through open houses and stuff. And I, I, I love doing open houses. I love doing showings. I, lo I love meeting people. And like you said earlier, I am a bit of a people person, even though, when you first meet me, I might be a little bit more quiet, <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. I, if I, I do open up really quickly and, and I'm definitely the people part of my job is, is, is the best part. Yeah, no, I love it. And I think, yeah, for me and, or anyone who is obviously within that market, I think you, you got to love that aspect, right? Cause that's a big portion of 
of your job, right? And being able to communicate and, and, you know, sell, but not necessarily be like in your face selling, if that makes sense. There's obviously a skill to it and an, and an art to it. So, well, with, with real estate too, um, this is very specific to real estate, but mm-hmm. uh, I know, I know a lot of people see realtors as salespeople and they're scummy and whatever, but um, <laughs> with, with realtors, um, honestly, the property sells itself, right? If, when you walk into a home, if you like the home, you're gonna like the home. That's not gonna be. Yeah. It's not gonna be the realtor that makes you like the home. I'm not like a car or something, right? I can't yeah. sell you on the features of a home. You have to kind of go in and experience it, see it yourself, and Very then true. and then if you do like the home, it you work with me to purchase it. It's not that you know I'm like I'm not gonna make that big of a difference when you come into the home. It's the home sells itself, right? And so that's what I would say about the sales aspect of my job is I don't see it that much as sales. I'm more of just oh, what are you? What you know? I I, I try to be very personable. I try to ask them about like their own lives instead of, you know, just telling them, oh, this is a three bedroom apartment. Uh, yeah, it's like a robot. <laughs> exactly. Right. They don't, don't want to be a robot, especially if, if you're dealing with people who are very, very interested. They, they want to be able to speak to someone who's a lot more personal. Yeah, no, I agree. Has there been a home, um, whether it be recently or, or in general in this past couple of months that you, that you worked, that you, that's like kind of been your favorite showing? Whether it be the people that you showed the house to or the home itself, yeah. So I've seen the I've seen the homes that you're showing, Kevin. And the, let me say, <laughs> pretty nice homes. Yeah. <laughs> so I showed I showed a home, um, a sub penthouse in on Quebec Street. I won't give away the address, but I met yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah, I met I met a couple who you know came in randomly, saw my sign on the on the street, and they they came in and they said hi, and then they ended up staying there for an hour, and we we just started wow. talking. Um, and so. Uh, they were actually developers themselves uh, mm-hmm. and they actually had their licenses themselves, but they hung up their license a while ago. And so they, they were just kind of in the market to, to find a new home. Um, mm-hmm. But we ended up talking and then they ended up knowing exactly which brokerage I was at. And they're like, Oh yeah, do you know this person? And it's like, Oh yeah, that person oh, wow. still works here. Right. And then, and then we just had like a really hard to heart conversation and they really, really liked like, you know, um, they like me, um, and then mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay. And then they asked me how old I was. I was like, oh, yes, right. And then yeah, I, I was like, because I always, whenever people ask me how old I am, I, I know that I'm very young in the industry, and so I'm like, oh, yes, right. And they're like, oh, you're in your early 30s. I'm like, oh no, I'm actually in my <laughs> early 20s, um, right. And so it surprised them a lot, and they, they were like, wow, you're actually doing really well for yourself. And you know, we exchange contacts, and we still keep in touch to this day. But it was definitely probably one of my favorite showings to do, just because that person was also very personal to, back to it, right. towards me, right? Sometimes you have the client who's a little bit cold, who's just like more interested in the home and not really interested in talking. And yeah. that, that happens all the time. But it's really, really nice to have um, a client come in, see the home, talk about the home with you, and then talk a little bit more about your personal lives and then and just build a relationship from that. Yeah, that sounds great, man. I can, I can imagine just kind of just... You're just chilling in the house and then all of a sudden, you know, this couple comes in and you just next yeah, thing you know, we have an hour, an hour conversation by. and just about pretty much everything. You know, we talked about what they did in the past, what I did in the past, where, where when I graduated, stuff like that. It was, it was such a great conversation to have. And, you know, I wish networking was always like that. But yeah, you know, sometimes you don't have the best conversations networking. And yeah. so that was definitely a very memorable experience. Yeah, definitely can. Uh, I have my fair share of, you know, pre-COVID networking events where it's just kind of like that awkward, mm-hmm. you're nodding your head and you're trying to like figure out what's the best way to exit or, or kind of even dive deeper into the conversation and just, you know, it's a two-way street and sometimes it's just, it's just a little bit clogged up and it just doesn't work out and that's, that's totally okay. So mm-hmm. um, let's, um, let's kind of jump near to, you know, we're, we're nearing the end of our episode now, which is crazy again, like just yeah, feel like we can trap really quickly, for, yeah. forever. 
Um, but um, for, for the listeners here, they know kind of what I'm asking and kind of like to wrap up uh, the episodes with this last question, just cause I feel it's, it's a nice kind of little, you know, finish kind of full circle uh, to, to the conversation. But uh, Kevin, if you would give a piece of advice to, to your younger self and that can be, you know, Kevin from yesterday or Kevin from, you know, grade four, um, however far back you, you want to go, yeah. uh, what would that piece of advice be and, and kind of like why? Uh, so I still tell myself this every day, but, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Patience mm. is so key. You know, it took me so long to find the person who I actually wanted to be uh, associated with or work with. It took me so long to actually find the career that I wanted to be. Like, I never considered real estate in the past. And, you know, right. things happen for a reason. I truly, truly do believe that. And I think that, you know, having the virtue of patience and, you know, just being patient with yourself and being patient with, with other people is so important, right? And, and it shows even in real estate when I'm, I'm trying to do deals and stuff. A lot, a lot of the times people aren't ready to go right away. And, you know, I have a very go, go, go kind of attitude and mentality. And I, I always want to be, you know, doing something like super stimulated. Like I want to play hockey. Like this is always go, go, right. go kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we have so many years ahead of us. And there's so many things that are to uh, are to happen. And, and just being patient and grinding away, chipping away, like step by step is, is so important. And, you know. If you are to, you know, really, really ultimately, like ultimately want to be super successful, it's not going to happen overnight. No one wins. Mm-hmm. Only one person wins the lottery, right? Yeah. So everyone else, you know, you have to chip away, chip away like one by one. And so I would say, yeah, tell myself to be patient. I've always been a very impatient person, but this is something that I've kind of been trying to incorporate into my own life in the last two, three years is be patient. Uh, my time will come um, and then slowly we'll build room together. Yeah, I like that. What a what a great way to end it and very well said. Yeah, patience patience is key. Patience is a virtue and yeah, everything takes time. Um, you know, it's not immediate yeah. gratification. It's 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 the delayed one that that takes yeah. time and the one that helps you, you know, push yourself to where where you want to be. So, um, thank you Kevin. I appreciate for you taking the time out of yeah, your busy no, thank schedule. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's absolutely a privilege to be on your show. No, I appreciate it. And uh, you're the first kind of real estate uh, industry uh, kind of guest that I've had. So I'm always looking for the different kind of fields and everything to, to really represent the, the community as, as best as I can. But um, where, where can they find you? Where can they, you know, shoot you a message if they want to chat further about, you know, real estate or just, you know, your, your life in general? Where can people find you? Yeah, for sure. So obviously, Instagram is a big spot. Um, as a realtor, I do have to utilize social media as much as possible. Um, I try right. not to post that much uh, real estate uh, related stuff just because I know my demographic is a little bit younger. But if you are interested in giving me a follow, uh, underscore Kevin Cam, K-E-V-I-N-K-A-M. Um, you can message me there about real estate or you can just, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I, I do use LinkedIn quite a bit as well. And so if you are interested in chatting about real estate, we can always set something up, maybe over Zoom or coffee and, and we can go from there. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll make sure to add the links to the bottom of the description of the podcast as well, like I, like I usually do. So, um, you know, if you want to have a chat with with Kevin or anything along those lines, as he just mentioned, uh, feel free to to check him out there. But Again, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, no, I wish you the best of luck as well, too. Remaining of 2020 and, you know, looking forward to, to 2021. And hopefully, you know, once uh, January 8th is over and January 9th hits, hopefully the cases are down and, you know, get a get a beer or something and, you know, just Let's catch up in, in, in person, you know. <laughs> Let's go back to Mexico together. Buddy. Yeah, honestly, that, that, that'd be nice. That yeah. I could use some heat right now. Yeah, but, me um, too. <laughs> 
thank you everyone to, for tuning in to episode 40. Again, big shout out to to all of our listeners and, and, and everyone who has been supporting the podcast thus far. Um, this is probably going to be the last episode of 2020 as well. And we'll oh, start I'm honored. Off. I'm even more yeah. honored than I was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping off the year with a bang, man. Um, and we'll start the new year um, with uh, with a couple new guests. And um, yeah, it'll be 2021 uh, the next time you hear me. But thank you again. And uh, another just final shout out to the sponsor of uh, today's episode, Front Runners. Um, again, if you want 15% off uh, your next purchase, you can use coupon code Aaron 15. That's A-A-R-O-N 15. Get some gifts. Um, buy yourself something. I don't know. Whatever you want to use it for. And shout it's out Christmas, to Josh. Christmas, guys. Go, go shopping. <laughs> go shopping. Support local as well. Local business in Vancouver. So thank you, everyone. Hopefully you stay safe, stay warm. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you in the new year. Take care. Yeah, take care, everyone. Thank you so much.